You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Woodhouse offers confidence as your trusted auto partner. With 18 brands and 16 convenient full-service dealerships, you can easily shop the latest models, discover a pre-owned vehicle that meets your list of must-haves, or conveniently maintain your current vehicle. And our knowledgeable and local team is ready to help. Providing you the solutions to get you on the road faster, whether online at woodhouse.com or in person. Experience the difference with Woodhouse, a trusted auto partner since 1975. Welcome into the Personal Branding Playbook. We have very, very special guest, Jewel. She's a therapist, and I wanted her to come on to really talk specifically about mental health for entrepreneurs because, uh, I mean, honestly, we're seeing a shift right now in the world. Everything is going digital. Most people working from home. So I really kind of want to address like that aspect of it. Um, I don't think we're talking about it that much, but, um, Joe, welcome to the show. Hi, Chris. Thanks for having me. So first, before we get too deep into things, let people know why you're, you know, you're verified to talk about something like this. Oh, period. Um, so again, my name is Jewel. I'm a clinical mental health therapist. I am licensed, um, have my master's in clinical mental health therapy, so I can diagnose and treat. I do not prescribe medication, um, so to give you some do's and don'ts of what I do. Um, yeah, my bachelor's, I have an undergrad in psychology as well as communication, so definitely did my due diligence in school. Um, experience, I've been in the field going on six years now, so definitely been in the game in the trenches uh started out doing behavior therapy. wow aba therapy is um for kids with autism then transition into mental health then working with people in probation so court mandated um counseling as well as just regular folks that come in so now i work with like specifically the lgbtqia population and also doing some private work working with entrepreneurs specifically doing some group work with them um also doing some group work with uh, sexual assault survivors so I'm doing a lot right now. Private client. Wow, you're, you're like all over the place. I like that. So you basically made a career out of like analyzing people. <laughs> I mean, I'm a Scorpio, so <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. So you said you already do group work with entrepreneurs, and that's really who I want to talk about. Is there one like overarching problem that you see with most most entrepreneurs that you talk to? Burnout. <laughs> burnout, 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 burnout. Best one. Okay, so I know now, I think we all know burnout is the most popular thing. Um, I kind of expected you to say that, but I've heard this talked about on so many shows, especially in the past year. But what I never hear is like a solution. Like, what's one easy to implement strategy to overcome burnout or even avoid it um so i guess i have two and i know you asked for one but i'm gonna give you two 
Okay. I'll give you two because I've done research in this area, actually, post-grad. This has been what I've been studying is job burnout. And the biggest way to mitigate it is actually through gratitude and appreciation. So first, I'm going to say practicing gratitude and appreciation. And I say practicing because that's an active skill, right? Not just being like, oh, I'm happy about this or I'm grateful for this. Like actively practicing gratitude, actively showing gratitude is one. And then the second thing will be self-care. Right. Refilling yourself, replenishing yourself personally, spiritually, mentally, physically, if necessary, so that you can pour and do the things that you have to do for your job or for work. Mm, I like that. Those two are really good. Um, now, let me ask you this. When it comes to the practicing uh, gratitude, does that mean specifically just affirmations or are you talking about something deeper like meditation or something like that? Okay, so basically, however you want to, it's up to you, but taking 15 minutes of focused time to then practice, whether it's writing down things that you're grateful for, whether it's meditating on things you're grateful for, whether it's giving back to show your appreciation to someone, right? All of these are various forms of gratitude, but it's an intentional thing, and doing it for at least 15 minutes a day has been shown to like really help your brain bounce back, increase that gray material, like that's super I don't want to get all scientific, but that's like super important, like for your brain to have a healthy balance. Well, that actually makes sense because I can think one of the things I do personally, like I've been building my own apps recently, and sometimes I get super frustrated because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> and that's when I take a step back and I'm just like, you know, I appreciate that I've gotten this far. <laughs> I kind of just take a step away from the problem for a little bit and appreciate the progress I've made. And, yeah. I like to talk about it out loud too. That really helps me personally. And then when I go back to it, I can easily get over the problem. Um, so I like the verbal part that personally helps me. Facts. I can understand that like CBT is helpful a lot because people say things out loud and that's a technique that I talk to them about. Like, yes, I talk to you in therapy, but you can talk to yourself. Like there's power in that as well. Wait, is there any truth to that thing that if you like talk to yourself out loud, then you're smarter than other people? Is that like some therapy kind of thing or is that just some conspiracy theory? I feel like it's a little bit of both because, yes, there's there's like facts to it. Right. Being able to talk to yourself and to rationalize and to self reason is a skill that a lot of people surprisingly don't have. Yeah, that makes sense. I think if people did it just a little bit, it would really curved decision making um for me whenever i'm about to make some decision in my business i always talk to myself about it out loud always because thinking about it it can get you have we have so many thoughts it's really hard to stay on track with that thing with that thought but when i'm talking about it out loud it just it changes my mind really really fast and that helps me make better decisions and you know perform at a higher level thanks i can see that so let me ask you this uh burnout is number one now what's number two after burnout probably management whether it's time management not delegating enough they have not managed themselves well enough so an example of that could be hey i'm an, a solopreneur right and now I have realized I have gotten 10 contracts, but only have time for seven. Right. And that causes them super stress because they've really wanted to get to the, you know, benchmark of 10 
and they finally got there, but they can't really afford to let it go, but really can't afford to take it on either. And that causes a lot of like internal stress and cognitive dissonance. Now, what do I do? It's like, well, were your goals realistic? Were they measurable? Were they time sensitive from the beginning? Okay, let's reevaluate that. And then making them goals actually more specific, more realistic, more time sensitive so that they're actually, you know, better fit. Hmm. That way, that part is interesting about goals because I just I don't personally I've never used that strategy where it's like realistic. I always set these outrageous, insane goals that don't make sense. Um, but I, I I think that might be for me personally um, because even if I don't reach the big outrageous goal I set for myself, I still acknowledge the progress I made. Um, I have a really good reward system for that. Like most of my goals I set, I don't reach because they're so outrageous, but I still celebrate the progress I did make. Do I sound crazy right now? I don't know because I'm not here to evaluate your goals. <laughs> I'm just here to listen. Okay. 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 All right. All right. So if management is, is the second problem, I guess the way to overcome that would be just hiring more. Is that like the main solution? What if they don't have the income or the revenue to hire staff? another problem that is another i think that's a big problem um that we we don't talk about in the business space enough it's like yeah you got to delegate and you don't want to have to do everything but the reality is some people aren't bringing in the revenue or don't manage it well enough to bring in that help so while it sounds good it's, that'll be really difficult to accomplish yeah yeah i know it's me like being a solopreneur like what i'm learning is what i can't delegate I try to automate as much as possible. Like, can I figure out a way to automate it where I don't have to be active hands on controlling that aspect? Mm, man, and I, I can tell you one of my favorite tools for that is Zapier. I just connect 50 apps at once and it does all the work for me. Oh my God, that is, man, that is legendary. And most of the things I do on there are free. Like, I think every solopreneur should start there first before they even hire a personal assistant. Like before you hire anybody, see what you can automate. I love that you said that. I'm going to have to set up my, what is it? Zap, Zapier, whatever. I'm, I'm working on that part. <laughs> so <laughs> you were yelling at me right there. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I think, um, like you said, the automation part is it, it, it's a major key and people only think of automation as like emails or something, but yeah. It could be so much more than emails. It could be when somebody signs up to a webinar here, they get added to this list and then they get an email and then they can download this thing and they get added into this course. And it's like 50 things happen after one trigger and that kind of automation. It's honestly unbelievable that it's so easy to set up. Um, but the amount of time I've saved over the years now is just, it's, it's insane, man. It is insane. So, I don't want to get off track for the mental health thing. So um, I want to ask you about depression in entrepreneurs, because I've seen a lot of people I know that I respect that may say depression isn't real. Is that like an offensive statement to you? I mean, no, but not much are offensive statements to me. <laughs> so you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> Do I think that okay. is a valid statement? Not so much. No. Okay. Okay. No. I, I mean, because me personally, I wouldn't say I don't believe depression is real. I, I just, I think, 
how can I explain this? I think the depression is overall, it's a state of, it's obviously a state of being. It's how you feel. I think if we look at depression, the same way we look at happiness, it's how you feel, right? And how we feel changes constantly. And I think if we can change, if you look at happiness as I can be happy, I can change my happiness. I can improve that part of my life. Why couldn't you do the same thing for depression? Okay, so let's talk about it because I hate to burst your bubble, sir, but we clearly do not know the definition of depression. <laughs> okay, okay. So I'm, let's, I, let's just I, I will say this. I don't know everything, and I'm totally okay with not knowing and learning, I, especially about this stuff. I don't know nothing. Oh, <laughs> I can yeah. be honest with that. So let's, let's start and, and pause for that for a moment um, and really amplify the fact that depression as a diagnosis is more than just a feeling. It is more than just an emotional state, right? By diagnosing these things or by diagnosing really any mental health condition, you're saying that they cause a level of distress that impedes your normal level of functioning. So let's be very clear. And I'm trying to say that to help normal people that say, oh, I have depression. Be like, well, do you really? Or are you just saying you're feeling low today? Right. Because a real depressed person has more than just low feelings. Right. See, and that's I think, honestly, that's what skews my perspective on it, because I see people that are like at the top of the mountain one day and the next day they're like, oh, I'm depressed. And then an hour later, they're happy as can be. And it's kind of confusing to me. I think it's been used so much in the in, in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's kind of like lost its power a bit, to be honest. I can see that. I think in people's efforts to normalize it, they have oversimplified it and kind of muddied the waters in the definition. And that is something that I try to educate people on as much as possible. Um, even though I try not to use a lot of clinical language because it might be like over <laughs> your head, I do think it's important for people to understand what they're saying. Yeah. Oh man. I appreciate that. I appreciate you explaining it to me where it makes sense and it's, it's simplified. So let me ask you another question. When depression does exist in entrepreneurs, how is it displayed mostly? A lot of people in my experience, and I have to be careful in saying this, a lot of people in my experience don't have the luxury of being the typical version of depressed. They don't have the luxury of lounging of being catatonic of withdrawing they don't have that luxury because again they have to run their business so theirs looks a little bit different they're still super anxious they're still not sleeping not eating but their brain does not stop working so they're hyperactive right they're moving all the time because they're so worried about their business that they never sit down and stop all right so that's a difference normally that i see in entrepreneurs or business owners where their depression doesn't really slow them down it pushes them the opposite way See, and uh, and that's another point I had. I personally think what has helped me personally is like speeding up. Like when I feel sad or frustrated or sometimes even exhausted, I, I create a plan for myself so I can go faster. And for some reason that helps me mentally. I feel like I made more progress. So I feel like I overcame any of the frustration or um, the sadness or whatever that motion is. I don't feel it after I make progress. So I, is, am I, because I know a lot of people that do this, am I like ignoring it and stepping over it? Or is that just my way of dealing with it? It sounds like that's your way of dealing with it. Right? Because everyone doesn't need to like sit there and be baby through it. Some people need to rip the fucking bandaid off and go. And if you're the kind of person, that's fine. 
right? That's okay. Mm. It doesn't have to be the same for everyone as long as you're still like to your satisfaction, meeting your goals and feeling like you're managing it. Okay. 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 So for the average person who's not insane, like me, <laughs> how should, if they feel depressed, if they feel that feeling of, of exhaustion of frustration, they just feel like they're not making progress. What is that first step they take to kind of get over it? Is it, because I know for me, it took me, it's taken me years to build this system up to where I have something I can rely on. But how should the average person get started in building their own system to overcome depression? So I would say first, like when you notice you're feeling different to like do a self inventory, right? Sit down, like talk to yourself. Where is this coming from? Is this inspired by like, you know, my eating difference? Am I sleeping different? Am I, you know, around people that are super negative? Am I absorbing that energy? Like, let's be really clear about what's happening and what you're feeling because sometimes, you know, other things can be interpreted as such, right? Is it a physical thing? Make sure you're checking that first, right? Just like Ooh, very is it physical. That's good. Oh man, the physical part. Oh, I can say for me, the physical part, I feel it when I don't get to work out as much. I feel it, man. I feel it. Cause I, I think that's always been one of my ways to to cope just with life is getting in the gym. Uh, even if it's whether it's getting in the gym and lifting or even going for a walk now, like going for a walk is so damn therapeutic and for years. I thought it was crazy, but now that I actually do it like a little old man, I absolutely love it. I love going on walks. I love it. So working out definitely is a thing, right? Like if, Normally, you feel like you have an abundance of energy. Working out is a great way to physically get that energy out. You feel like you're just running all over the place and not getting things done. Finding another way to exert that is really helpful. Mm. I think that might be a reason why a lot of people are struggling mentally right now is because the gym's closed and it was closed for so long. Now you got to restart the membership and they, or they charge you while they were closed. Just a lot of headaches came with that. Um, and then some people don't have the home gym, you know, it's so many different layers to why. Um, but I do think more people are having to adjust to this different part of life. So uh, with that being said, you didn't give us a lot of strategies, a lot of methods to really overcome a lot of these mental health problems. But for you, what would you say is, is the most important thing when it comes to mental health? Because Again, I think it's talked about a lot, but it's really surface level stuff. So what's one thing you want people to know, especially the business owners? I can't stress enough that you cannot fill from an empty cup. If your cup is low, if your cup is empty, I need you to take a moment, take whatever time you need and refill that cup. Because if your livelihood depends on you running this business, you need to be at your most efficient state as much as possible. Oh, I like that. I like that. Oh my God. My cat is in there wreaking havoc. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Okay. I'm gonna let you go. But before you go, let people know where they can find you online. They got to follow okay. you to get more of this information. Absolutely. My Twitter is the healing hun. My Instagram is the healing honey. And my website is the healing honey.com. I'm available for booking. I have a two month intensive going on right now. Uh, also have a couple more one-on-one spots and yeah hit me up all right that sounds good thank you for coming on i'll let you go get the cat <laughs> thank you.
Uh, man, I really appreciate this conversation. This was great. You have a great one. Thank you. Talk to you soon. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.